Hello and welcome to another episode, Thanksgiving week episode of the FOMO cast. I'm Chris. I'm here with Daddy Tim, who is just loving the life of being a dad. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover in a short period of time because we got to make sure these things are snappy and quick because Tim's going to go take care of that baby. So we have some stuff that kind of, I don't know, it rolls in together in the middle. So it's going to be kind of compact. So our agenda looks a little bit different, a little bit longer than what it really is. But um, the first big thing we have is the main Harry Potter cast is reuniting for a return to Hogwarts behind the scenes special on HBO max, all of the friends reunion special. They have confirmed um, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and Rupert Grint. Um, all three of them. I believe uh, Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy, will be there. And I'm sure um, there'll be some other people, excited, except for like Maggie Smith, who's quite elderly. And she played Professor McGonagall, but she's very elderly. And I think at least she's in a wheelchair, so that'd be difficult. So maybe she'll be there. You never know. I'm assuming they're going to do it in the studios in London, where they filmed most of everything. And they, they have a pretty big set and set up there. Um, I don't know if Tim knows this. You can actually go there and um, do stuff at Hogwarts there. So they have like, it's almost like a museum type thing where it looks like Hogwarts. Um, but I'm excited for this. Yeah, so kind of like, uh, what was it, Lord of the Rings in New Zealand, how they kept the sets and everything there. Correct. So this one, you actually have the Great Hall. I believe you can actually stay in there now. They have like a overnight stay type thingy. They do have an optical illusion to make it look like you're actually going through um to platform nine and three quarters so they have like a it's a it's like a mirror type thingy so it looks like you're going through the wall um so they have a couple oh. things like that to make it like practical effects type thing that you can do um and then they um the great hall i heard is the best part because it's the huge hall with everything in there and i believe they do decorate it possibly decorate it for the holidays the way they did if it, i don't know if it's open or not but i mean we're gonna we're gonna see um I don't know. You're not. You're not into Harry Potter, nothing like that. So you wouldn't know. But is this kind of a big thing? Because Emma Watson hasn't really acted in, in a while. I know she took a little bit of a sabbatical. Um, well, she did Beauty and the Beast. Right, but then that's the last thing she's really done. She would know she was in I the Circle. So. She was in the Circle with that one with Tom Hanks, and I believe that was the last thing that she did. And she was just saying she's going to take a small break. She's highly educated. Um, I know she can do plays and whatnot, similar to what Daniel Radcliffe did before he got back into movies. He did some play stuff in New York and in London and some other places where everyone said he's fantastic. We'll see how this goes. I hope for those that truly love the franchise that it does it justice, because I know a lot of times things can not go according to plan or things can be, I don't not not misconstrued. But they can it can make it difficult just because they're like, oh, you know, I'm a so and so star. I I don't you know I don't do these kinds of things. But I'm I'm glad they're all in it right now, and uh, hopefully you can see some of the other people aside from those who have passed. Sadly, um, I can't remember the actress's name, but the one that played Narcissa Malfoy, she passed away actually this year. Um, so she was one that wouldn't be there. Uh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman's also passed. Um, well, and, and the thing is, is, like you said, with the one gal that's elderly, you know, they could, <clears throat> you know, maybe do uh, like a Zoom interview or something like that and still be 
a part of it, but not physically be there. You know, maybe right. had like a pre thing that they did. Or you know, pre. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know her mental stability right now, so I don't know if that'll be a possibility. But I will say that if she's physically able to do it, even by Zoom, I would love to see Professor Minerva McGonagall because while she wasn't the main person like Hagrid or like um, Dumbledore. She was a huge part of it, and um, I'm sure they'll have a younger version of her in the new Harry Potter, um, the Fantastic Beast movies, so fingers crossed. Um, next thing we have is we have a trailer release for Pixar's Turning Red. Um, I have not seen this. I was meaning to see it, but then work and life and everything got in the way. So Welcome, welcome um, to the kid life, man. Welcome to the kid life. Right. Um, I know like the little bits that they showed before, um, you know, it's, it seemed cool uh, or, you know, interesting. So, and it's a Pixar movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I was hoping oh. with the trailer, um, well, I saw that the trailer was out, like I said, wanting to see it and see more of it. Um, but Whoa, it uh, basically, a 13-year-old girl suddenly it. turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. That sounds like a lot of fun. It yeah, sounds no, not it was, complicated, too. No, exactly. So it was, I remember when it first came out when they entered, um, you know, introduced all those, I can't remember what it was. Was it Disney Plus Day last year or something? I can't remember when, the, you know. Or just something when they announce all the movies and everything coming out, that was one of them. They have, you know, a little snippet of it, like a little teaser trailer. So, yeah, no, I mean, they've got a lot of good anime. The Encanto, uh, Encanto, I think it's called. I really want to watch that one. I've watched the trailer like yeah. two or three times. It looks really, really good. Um, so we'll see. Um, we're going to go into a deep Disney. Um, we're going <laughs> to. We're gonna. Well, the, I mean, they had their big expo, so that's the reasoning, you know. Yeah. So D twenty three came out. Um, they're actually their um, uh, release they gave out for the members this year was a cool little lunch pail. It was actually pretty cool for members when you subscribe to D twenty three. And D twenty three gives you like little exclusive behind the the scenes stuff. Um, it can get you into D twenty three, which doesn't I think D23 is it's it's like kind of like Star Wars um celebration doesn't it flip coast each year yeah so one yep. year it's Florida one year it's it's uh, Anaheim so this year was Florida correct I think so cuz I think uh 22 is Anaheim right cuz they shifted everything cuz it couldn't happen last year and they said it would come back in 2 years so yes yeah um so I did see this um so they they Destination D23 offered a sneak peek at the Walt Disney Company's 100th anniversary celebration. Um, I didn't see any of it, but they they have been sending out the gift packages that come out for it. So I've seen what they've put in it, which I'm excited for because 100 is a big it's a big number. Um, well, and it's and it's crazy that they've been around for that long. I know. You know? I and mean, you got to think. Oswald the Rabbit is probably what five to six years older than mickey yeah so and i, mean, I think they it, i, I think mean, the established the established dates like what 19 so the established dates 1922 uh, correct yeah yeah so it's 1920 1922 is the established date 
and for the for the for the studios i mean he was doing stuff correct. before then right that's why that he didn't own the rights to oswald the rabbit is because he was doing animation for somebody else so um it was cool to see a couple things from it but i did see this crazy thing so we're going to go into a big bob chapik section so bob chapik chapik however you want to say it so the first thing, even before the next thing out of there, was they the executives were arguing over adding mature content to Disney Plus. Now what they were saying was it's not like R rated, but like if you watch the Eternals, there's a scene that you would never see on Disney Plus. You wouldn't, you shouldn't see it on Disney Plus. It's it's it doesn't show anything, but it shows stuff. And well, and, and it's Disney Plus, so mature stuff, you know, doesn't have to be correct. R rated. Right. But what they were, the rumor was, is Bob Chapik was actually one of the executives that was pushing, basically hinting that they want to basically get rid of Hulu. They want to pull all their content off of Hulu and make Disney Plus one inclusive service. Now, this was based off of the fact that there was a rumor that NBC was going to start pulling shows off of, or Comcast, where is it? Comcast or NBC Universal, whichever the owner of that is, was going to start pulling content from there for Peacock because people don't know all the networks. I think except for CBS have a tie-in to Hulu. So NBC, obviously ABC, uh, they have ties into it because it's basically like they all have shares in it. It's a smart thing to do. Um, but there was a rumor that so Bob Chapik was like, "Hey, look, we're gonna." think about what if we do this because you gotta think here's this crazy part other countries it's already like that other countries disney plus there used to be a thing that disney had that was called like star or something like yeah. that for a bunch of countries and they just merged it into disney plus so everyone pays one flat fee they're legitimately getting like stuff that you would have to pay for what they're getting on the one network you would have to get like four subscription services in the United States. That's how crazy compact Disney owned, bought the rights to a bunch of stuff in other countries, the distribution rights. So all this stuff is going on. And all of a sudden they say, Oh, Bob Chappick has been pulled from D 23 out of fear. Disney fans would boo him. And that they let that ride for what? Two days. It was a, it was yeah. a few days. It was a couple days. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it comes out and they go, oh, well, the real reason was there was a conflict, a scheduling conflict, because um, he was going to have to speak uh, at Bob Iger's farewell dinner or something like that. Yeah. And it, I don't know. So <laughs> it states Walt Disney World News Today has sto stooped to a new low. And, well, Here's the thing is, is they know the fans better than Bob does because Bob is not supposed to know the fans. Bob is supposed to know the business. And yep. he said that he had every intention to going it. But they had the Bob Iger thing. And as me and Tim talked before we started the podcast, this event was planned out two years in advance, basically, because it's only there every two years and they pretty much have an agenda right after the, it's kind of the same as Coachella or basically the last day of Coachella, they're already booking people for the next year. And 
with this one, they already have plans. They knew it was going to be the 100th anniversary. There's a reason why it's going to be in, in Disneyland in Anaheim because that's the first park. That's the first place. That's Burbank's where the studios were. That's where they're going to have the 100th anniversary. So they knew that was going to happen. So it seems like they are avoiding it. And here's the thing. People may say, like, I think the toughest part is, is that Bob Iger has been quoted as, you know, or leaked in emails, basically not trusting Bob Chavik. And I don't know how you gain that trust back. Because Bob well, Iger, I, how long was Bob Iger there for? Was it 10 years? Oh, uh, yeah, I want to say at least. At least 10 years. And he led them through multiple different issues, multiple issues at parks, multiple issues with distribution, multiple issues with foreign countries and how they get their movies and television and all that kind of stuff like that. So everything was fairly smooth. The stock price never dropped. And then now you're having this super unstable. They're doing a switch during a pandemic. Bob Iger doesn't trust Bob Chappick. They seem like they don't like each other. Whenever you see pictures of people taking them, like with their, um, when they reopened Disneyland, I don't know why these idiots did this, but you could see them talking as they were getting ready to open the park. Like you could see through the gates, people were taking pictures of them because they looked like they didn't even want to be around each other. They're like, you can tell they did not want to be around each other. So yeah, them him not wanting him not being at D twenty three a hundred percent was because they didn't want people to boo him. No, it, exactly. And it's easier just to say, you know, conflict of interest or using and like what we were talking about, it's like it's not like he would have to, you know, book a flight, had to get nope. a time. I mean, they have their own private jet. So it's as soon as, you know, he was done, you know, go out to the, the tarmac, load up on the jet and fly on over. You know, even if, hey, we were going to have you speak like at the beginning, but I know, you know, with everything going on, maybe, you know, We'll have you speak towards the middle or the end just to, you know, make sure they, they could have had and... that. Well, they could have had a, it's two different coasts. They could have had him start the D23 thing right when it first started, be the opening speaker, have him get on a helicopter, get to Orlando, an international airport, which they can do because they got the authority, have him fly in their jet, which can fly at a higher altitude and a faster speed. He could probably get back here in four hours. So if he started there at six, that's three o'clock our time. He'd be back here by seven thirty, eight o'clock. And I know those dudes do dinners late. So he could have done a farewell banquet, whatever, at 9 p.m. And he would have been perfectly fine. So right. there's some holes that even us, we can, you know, figure that way out. No, it, it, exactly. It's I think they were just trying to save face and everything um on it and especially with you know i know uh chapik wasn't the first or i don't want to say not the first but wasn't the candidate that most people thought was going to succeed Iger, um because there's another guy there and then once kind of he saw the writing on the wall it was going to be him he just said all right see you later and, and left i think he went to universal or or another um i guess you say com- competitor right um so, yeah, it, it was really interesting. And then and then for, uh, you know, Disney to come out and say, oh, hey, you know, uh, Walt Disney World News today, you know, stooped to a new low. It's like, OK, for you 
to come out and actually say something instead of being the bigger person, not say anything and be like, right. you know, it's just conflict of interest or whatnot to come out and say that. It's like, uh, and then after that, then come out and say, oh, it's a conflict of, uh, right. You know, a schedule conflict. And then, you know, later it says, oh, he's going to Bob Iger's retirement dinner and whatnot. It's like, eh, hi, uh, that sounds good, but. Because Walt Disney World today is not even the the bad one. They legitimately, when 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 I saw the reports about all the different uh, acts that weren't going to be at Epcot anymore, they basically yeah. were the ones that were explaining that it was just a coincidental thing that happens their contract expired when they were going to cut down on stuff because of COVID. And they even said that they hope to bring them back in the near future. They are always almost 95% of the time they're positive about Disney. So yeah. by them attacking someone who, because you, you got to remember whenever they have like, uh, like events that happen or like, you know, we always talk about nobody can die in the park or whatnot. Stuff will get leaked to these people like Walt Disney World's news today by like PR people to say, Oh, the person was, um transferred to a hospital and died or they leaked them information that they want to get out there now they were told by someone who probably is going to get fired you know because they're going to they know who the contacts are they have to i just think it's crazy like you said that they actually acknowledged it and make it even crazier and to top it all off Disney Genie, Genie Plus, and Lightning Lane were not acknowledged once at D23 event and you want to know something crazy i haven't talked to tim and told him this yet so we have our social club. That's a Disney social club, right? Mm-hmm. I was watching TikTok, and I see one of my members on there. And somebody overhears this conversation about, well, I guess this is how the Genie Plus works. And he's like, well, I guess we're not going to get it again because we can't get another ride for four hours or something like that. And they, he didn't even know he was being recorded. But I was like, dude, this is crazy small world. It is failing miserably aside from the lightning lane and then the, what the worst part is is i talked to connor from concon's cantina and he basically was like dude the rides that they have on this stuff are not worth it he's like why the, why is space mountain why is matterhorn on these or they're not they don't have their their version of whatever they have matterhorn i think yeah no they don't no they don't no, they don't space space mountain is the one yeah. he was talking about he's like why do they have it on space mountain it doesn't make any sense why right. he goes it didn't have fast it had fast passes but he goes it has single rider it has all those stuff it's never that big of a weight on space mountain and so he was like it doesn't make any sense and they have stopped all pass sales is that down the bottom yeah Okay, we'll get into it later, but it just tells me things are not working out the way they think they are with this Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. We are hopefully going to be going next year, beginning of the year, and I'm going to do my more research on it. I may have to do it, or if Mr. J, is Mr. J going to try and use it at all, or do you know? Um, I don't know. He... I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult for people that go as often as he did, does, and we used to. Because once you yeah. go so much, you're like, I'll catch that ride next time. It's no big deal. You know, I'm going to be here in a couple months. It'll be no big deal. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I think everyone will do it once. And then, you know, hey, this is what Fast Pass, uh, Fast Pass Plus was, which was great. And now, you know, you got this Genie, <clears throat> Genie and Genie Plus. 
know, you'll try it, try it once, see how it goes. And I'm sure it's mixed reactions. Some people will love it depending on what your daily schedule is and what you're trying right. to do. And I'm sure some people will hate it. Um, but like they were saying in, in the article uh, that, you know, that that I saw that it wasn't even mentioned. It's like, come on, that's like a huge thing that just came out and you're not even going to mention it. When on, I think uh, Bob Chakepeck went on the Destination D23 podcast or whatnot and was saying that a third of people um, were buying it. Well, that's great right now. I would expect, I would hope that it would be more because it's new. But a year from now, I want to see what that number is going to be like. I'm sure right. it's going to go down drastically um, on it. And the thing, <laughs> you know, you're already seeing. So, um, well, I know it's now later, but it kind of ties into this with the lightning lane. You know, it's three rides to a uh, California Adventure, one at Disneyland. You know, you got Radio Springs Racers, you got Web Slingers, and you got Rise of the Resistance. Well, Radio Springs Racers, yeah, that is, you know, a, a popular one or whatnot, and always has a, a decently long line. Um, Web Slingers, it didn't take them that long to open up the standby line on it. Um, no, and um, so I, I forgot my sister was there for Dapper Day, and she said she was kind of like, eh, she's like, Web Slingers was, she's like, it's it's a ride, you know what I mean? It was nothing special, and uh, yeah, a lot that I've been hearing as well. Well, I mean, it's, look it's basically long. it's basically Toy Story Mania, but you're using the Web Slinger, Web Thrower. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So. You know, well, you look at Rise of the Resistance, and when that opened up, uh, you know, and still was using the virtual queues and still selling out quick, where when Web Slingers, they didn't open up until the park just opened recently this year. Yep. And the virtual queue is already kind of going bye-bye. Yep. Yep. And they, so, I think it was, it was a, it was a two-hour wait, a two-hour standby line on. Which is nothing. No, that's what's crazy is. Look I mean, at the lines. The everyone's like, everyone's like, look at the lines. And I'm like, you guys do realize this moves through faster than a lot of rides. I go, they move people through fast. They have the queue set up the way they do. So you're kind of enthralled. And that's what Disney World is big on that because they have more room to build new stuff. And they basically have you enthralled with that. So we'll, we will see what happens if they make some changes, if they add and change rides. I'm sure they do have a growing period. So they're going to need to make some changes. It's going to happen. And when it yeah. happens, we'll let you know. But if you have used it and you're wondering about it, uh, Anthony does not like it, my friend from the club, because I, I messaged him. I'm like, bro, I saw you on TikTok. But um, let so, us know. So was it just some, was it like Disney's TikTok or just some random person's TikTok? It's a dude who goes through the parks and he basically like does like hacks through the parks, like what to look out for. Okay. And then he overheard them trying to figure it out and he recorded them and was like, another reason why Disney plus is not, not for everybody. And he likes, he he's very at the guy that was on. He doesn't like the genie plus either. He's like, it's not worth yeah. it. You're just paying to go on rides. You normally would already go on. So, um, right. yeah. And so, yeah, but let us know, um, link tree, L I N K T R dot E E slash FOMO gaming. Go there, message us anywhere and tell us what what's going on. Um, so we had two items. So Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be releasing two days early in the UK on December 15th. The new trailer makes me not to want to watch this movie at all. At all. 
because they literally they literally ruined every single idea of the plot. I'll tell Tim after we're done recording so I don't spoil it, but they ruined every possible plot. Like there was like 500 different plot lines that could have gone, but now that they've changed that they've added this up to the new trailer, it's like, oh, well, super. This is this is just great. Awesome. So um but they did confirm so Alfred Molina has been confirmed coming back um as Doc Ock. Um Jamie Foxx is returning as Electro. Um and they have some cool little things. Um uh he has like a little mini arc reactor on his chest, which is kind of cool. Um obviously William Defoe was already confirmed to come back as uh the Green Goblin. And I can't tell who's playing the Sandman, but I hope it's Hayden Thomas, not Hayden. Thomas Hayden Church. Is it? Yeah. Is he? Oh, okay. I love. You know what's funny is he's the only thing I remember from the movies, the original ones, was him playing Sandman. So I'm super excited to see him get his like uh, just deserve because I'm like he's he's I like him as a person. I think he's a good actor, and um, I can't remember what's 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 he what's he most famous for? Oh, you know what I you know what he's famous for for me? He was the boyfriend in George of the Jungle. Oh, nice. He was the chick's boyfriend in George of the Jungle who she found George and they like go. I I remember that now. So, um, you know, I'm probably I'm going to go see it. I've been seeing a lot more stuff with Justin. Shout out to Justin. Um, I've been seeing more of the Marvel stuff recently because the wife doesn't like it. Justin does. I'm not going to go to the movies by myself. And I like discuss stuff with him before and after, like p- potential stuff, cutscenes, you know, whatever. So we'll see. Um, so, you know, we have some villains coming back, but we'll see what's going on. Now, this one is actually pretty big. Uh, Society of Explorers and Adventurers book series coming April 2022. Now, I've heard of something similar to this. I don't remember what it was, but it sounds cool. I like anything that's kind of, I don't know if it sounds very, um, league of extraordinary gentlemen esque kind of thing. Obviously they're using an acronym of C society of explorers and adventurers. It makes me hint at something else. So. Yeah. And I mean, it's got ties to, um, you know, Jungle Cruise and whatnot, as we mentioned in previous, uh, uh-huh. you know, podcast episodes, and that it's it's a book series, so it's not just one; it'll be um, a series of books. So, which I think you could easily do a series on on that. Well, and so. they'll probably go the way of the new Star Wars series, the High Republic era, and probably have different things that tie in to where it's not all just novels. It might be. Young adult yeah. novels might be adult novels, might be children's books, might be comic books. You never know. They just say a book right. series, so it could be anything. Um, Minecraft Magic Kingdom edition available worldwide. Everything Disney is selling like crazy. They also just dropped the ATAT Walker and the Death Star updated versions of the Legos. So man they've got so much stuff especially minecraft i mean minecraft's super popular i mean mr beast is starting to play that stuff again so well and minecraft is cool too i saw a little snippet of video on a uh, video on it and what was it they were like riding space mountain going on different um uh attractions everything it, it was 
it was pretty cool in the Minecraft, obviously in the Minecraft um, style of, of gameplay. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, um, we're, we're going to, we're going to see how well it does because Minecraft people are, are ruthless. Um, Walt Disney Imagineers, Stuntronics, and more awarded by Themed Entertainment Association and IAAPA. How could they not get an award after they made that Spider-Man? Honestly. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, Which my, no. sister, my sister didn't even watch it. I'm like, did you watch the Spider-Man show? We don't have time for that. I go, it's a freaking robot that flies through the sky and does poses. You have to watch that. Right. That's once in a lifetime. Exactly. And, and that takes what i mean i think the show's like 15 minutes or something like that but you watch the spider-man part and then once the centronic goes it's like okay that's awesome it looks like a real human and then you could bounce after that exactly but, no they 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 actually and every year with the the thea and the iapa awards that they get a lot of recognition because it's disney especially when they open a lot of uh you know new rights or whatnot so the big thing like i said with this one was the centronics and then you know, they got some Imagineers and whatnot that were um, got some awards as well. So yeah, they're all uh, starting. Like, they're all starting to retire. So they better start making sure they get awards now so they stay as long as they can. Right. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah. So and then lastly, in their basic pie, well, we have one more thing after this, but this is the last kind of news type thingy is uh, Disney Cruise Lines to require all guests five and over to be vaccinated. Um beginning in 2022 i know they have some big expectations for the disney cruise lines from everything that i've been seeing lately it's not um anything to take lightly they legitimately are like going full steam ahead all all out so requirements for vaccinations and that's what they're doing so and the thing with with disney in general and especially the cruise line um they're going to take all the Precautions that they can because a it's disney and b they want to make sure that you get the best experience there and not have to come back and quarantine in port like everyone um like a lot of the cruise lines did when this uh pandemic first happened right so, you know if, if everyone's you know if they have the strictest um you know restrictions on there well, you know that going into it, so you can't really complain or whatnot going into it because they've been, well, as we've reported on it before, they've been pretty, um, you know, upfront about it. And, I mean, the cruise line took a huge, you know, loss on it because, I mean, think yeah. about it. You're, you're a floating city out there. Um, you know, the only way to really get away from the recirculated air or whatnot in there is to go outside on deck and even that's not like you could walk that far i mean you could walk nope. from one one of the ship to the other so plus you're breathing that cool. sea air and that's probably not as great for you either just breathing that salt air in right ex- exactly so um yeah but it's interesting when i saw that i'm like oh man five plus which i'm sure uh you know all once more vaccines get approved for all the different ages they're gonna um you know require whatever age it is yeah i i i have a very strong feeling they're working their way towards everybody so 
Um, right. No, no. And this is no judgment against anyone who doesn't want to get vaccinated. We're not saying like that. We're just giving the facts what we're doing. Right. Exactly. So you just may have to wait a little longer to go on a Disney cruise then when they say you can't, you know, not to be vaccinated <laughs> yeah. if they if they ever do. So but anyhow. Yeah, it's going to be um, interesting to see how everyone responds and how everyone deals with it. Um, just because the fact that you're going to have people that are like, eh, meh, 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 meh. and, um, you know, I'm not getting vaccinated for nobody. And it's like, okay, well then you can't go on the cruise. Cause I'm sorry, but you know, they're just taking their precautions and they're not getting political. Cause I mean, look their, their employees don't have to be vaccinated anymore. So, you know, there you go. And then lastly, we don't do the, um, RIP anymore, but there was a person who's basically been pretty influential. I know on Tim's life, and I know his face, and I've seen him so many places. And that was uh, Art Lafleur. Now, if you knew him as Tim knew him, you would remember him from the Sandlot playing Babe Ruth, um, or Baby Ruth, as um, Smalls would call him. And um, I knew him from Field of Dreams. He was the first baseman, um, yep. but. He was a man of, uh, he had 169 credits. Well, and you're probably going to see him a lot recently or upcoming because he was the Molinator or the Tooth Fairy in all the Santa Claus movies. Yes. No, not all of them. Just the second and third one. Well, I mean, yeah, the second, third. um, Well, the one with Tim Allen. Tim Allen was in it. And yet I remember because he's like a military-esque and um, it's, uh, he's pretty, he's pretty good in that role. Yep, and especially with with those starting to come out, obviously Thanksgiving, Christmas coming up, you'll see yep. him a lot more in that. As I did earlier this week when I came home from work, and my wife was watching it. Exactly. So R.I.P. to him. He will be greatly missed. And uh, now we're going to go on to the Disney pile because there is so much with D twenty three. There was so much, so much announced. The first one, which actually happened, I think, was it a little over a week ago? The Hong Kong Disneyland was temporarily closed due to a suspected COVID-19 case. I believe in Hong Kong, they're testing you when you go in. And I believe they got the test result. Yeah, on this one, they were testing you to go out as well. Oh. So they didn't want um, anybody. You know, they locked it down. Everybody had to go get tested. So they were complaining, oh, it took so long because obviously you only do so many. And then um, if you, you know, were negative, you could go out. I'm assuming if you were positive, they directly took you to quarantine. It's not like, oh, you could go home and then quarantine. It was, you know, they they really had it on, on lockdown. Well, I mean, um, it was, you, couldn't get, you couldn't get out of the park without being tested. So it was crazy. Well, I believe in Hong Kong what they do is um, they have an app on your phone that they track. And they're very diligent about making sure you're abiding by that stuff. So um, this next one, I looked into this. I was reading this article that Tim shared because I've been kind of busy. I know I started a new job. Tim's got the baby. We've talked about this before. It's been kind of hectic. But a designer is suing the, the Disney for the drop mechanism used in Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. And the thing that I read was that there is some credible stuff to this because this person has associations with people who have done stuff with Disney and things like that. So it's not just some random dude. It's like a legitimate kind of issue, I think. Yeah. And he's not an employee of Disney, so it's not 
that, um, you know, or contracted with, with Disney where it's, oh, hey, what, what's yours is ours and what's ours is ours. So, um, and those that don't know, those that don't know, I mentioned earlier, Oswald the rabbit was created while Walt Disney worked for another animator because Walt created it while on the clock with them, they legally own it. If you design anything that's innovative, so the dude who invented in Hong Kong Disneyland, if you haven't watched it, there is a cool thing where it shows a skeleton on um, Pirates of the Caribbean driving the ship. When you come around the corner, it turns into Jack Sparrow. And that technology that was was developed just for that ride, you won't see it anywhere else, that is owned by Disney now. It doesn't matter if the person has 17 patents. Those patents are listed under Disney. They're his name. Or her name, but it's listed under Disney. So this is big because this person is not affiliated with Disney. There's somehow a connection that's not direct. Um, and I don't know if they, because a lot of times what the people do sometimes is, uh, I had a friend who filed for a patent for the safety device for plugs. Now it costs, I think, like $250 to get a patent filed. And then they'll come back to you and say, okay, well, it got approved to be a patent. Well, now you need to pay this much money to get it fully patented. And that can go anywhere from, I don't know, you know, a thousand, eighteen hundred dollars to ten grand, depending on what the product is. Cause you believe you have to have a prototype, you have to have all this stuff done with the plans. Well, technically, if Tim and I come up with some dumb thing for podcasting, that's just an idea. If you get the partial patent, Somebody can come to us like they did to my friend and GE offered to buy the idea off of him for like five grand. You know what I mean? So sometimes people will see the patents makes minor, minor adjustments and call it, Oh, that's it. That's all we had to do. We made a small change to it. Well, I'm assuming whoever this dude is suing probably has ridden the ride multiple times to verify what's going on in this ride. And that's why everything is is going the way it is, because there is no mention of them denying it. There's no mention of them fighting it. I believe it's an arbitration. So that usually means there is some validity to it. So we're going to see what happens. Yeah, I guess the guy used to work for Universal Creative and now he's, you know, uh, works for uh, or uh, CC's chief creative officer for an entertainment design company. And so he pitched. Well, basically, what his was is an ultra tower show experience to Walt Disney Imagineers in 2014. And basically, it's, you know, spoiler alert if you haven't ridden the ride or seen it in the videos. So, you know, fast forward right. a, mi- a minute. Um, it's the drop ride mechanism used at the end of the ride, but it's not the drop mechanism. It's the whole technology with it where it's a drop mechanism. With also with like calling, a, yeah, uh, Pat filed in 2013 a vertically aligned amusement ride apparatus that would move the ride in sync with the video on screen. So the right. drop and it makes it look um, like a drop it, more than what you are. It, it, exactly, and it's in sync with the screen, so it's everything you know from it. So uh, he says that they, his company, notified Disney of the patent infringement in March of 2020. According to the lawsuit, Disney responded in November 2020, saying that they would not compensate the company and would continue to operate Star Wars um, Rise of the Resistance. So, <laughs> there you go. Basically, they said, you know, buzz off, get out of here, you know, 
basically come after me, bro. So it'll be interesting to see, especially, you know, he filed a patent in 2013 and pitched it to Disney in 2014. And then, you know, maybe they'll get off. Maybe they'll settle out of court. Maybe, you know, the Disney lawyers will find some little different tweak on it. And they say, oh, well, it's not exactly it. They tweak this little thing. Who knows what's going to happen, but it seems like he's got a a pretty strong case on it. I mean, we'll see, because there could be something in there, too, where somebody else had created it before, and that's where he saw it. I mean, it could, if Disney wants to go dirty, they're going to go dirty, and they're going to figure out what's going on, because they're not going to stop running the ride, that's for sure. Right. So... Yeah, and the next one is a Star Wars Rise of Resistance in Disneyland using standby queue. And the queue was not very long. Two hours, like we said, I believe. Um, oh, I saw it like almost three to four hours. The first that's day. That's still nothing. When it first, when it first happened. It, well, compared to what normal rides were, I mean, that's still I mean, pretty long. I mean, Radiator Springs, when it first opened, was what? Probably like a seven-hour wait at times. Yeah, four to you know, on, on average, four to five. Usually in the uh, beginning of the day, we get up to to seven, six to seven. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, well, it, and fast fast the, pass there would sell out in the first would would run out in the first hour of you being in the parks, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. And, and those you basically would get there and be late. Get fast passes. You couldn't get them yeah. on your phone. Yeah, and then you have to run to, and that's actually what we used to, what we used to do. That was the benefit of staying at the hotel one time because you can you get to bypass everything and wander around the park. And what people would use their their hotel key for from the Disneyland hotel because it gets you the early morning hour. You'd go and you'd wait in line for the fast pass for that one, so you can just get it, then go over to the line, write it, and then come back in like an hour or two and write it again. So, yeah. yep, no, exactly. So. so. But even that has kind of, I mean, they but, were dabbling with it already. I mean, we're so, going to see, I'm, though, because I guarantee the, 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 the newness of the waiting in line is going to wear off because they just closed today. I don't know. You might have it down there somewhere, but they're no longer doing the Believe uh, Key membership anymore at Disneyland. That one now has officially sold out. So it just tells me that they're they're regulating the crowds a lot better. And then magically, I think it was yesterday or today that they've released a bunch of new uh, dates. They will unlock the whole entire month of December for pass holders. So, um, you know, key holders now than they call them. So we'll see, but I am so excited for this because I've always wanted this magic band. Plus is coming to Disneyland resort in 2022, along with the Disney themed Amazon Alexas for the rooms at the Disneyland resort hotels. So in Disney World, they have you can get a wake up call for Mickey or Minnie on the Amazon, and they're doing the same thing in the Disney hotels, which I am super stoked for. Along with, I mean, legitimately, this is crazy. So you got that coming in 2022. Phantasmic and World of Color is coming back to Disneyland in 2022. The Main Street Electrical Parade to celebrate its 50th anniversary will come to Disneyland in 2022. That's insane. Third or fourth time <laughs> going away. Don't miss it before the last lights out. Poof. And my right. sister going went, away. my sister went to Florida for the cruise. And she's like, we're going to book a day in the park so we can see the parade one last time. 
And then all of a sudden, four months later, guess who's seeing it in Disneyland? Me. Right. And laughing and telling my sister, you went all the way to Florida to see this. I just drove down south. Congratulations. Right. You played yourself. You know, but right. they kept saying that's it. You know it's never going to be it. I want them to bring back Paint the Night. 100%. Yeah. I want Paint the Night back. That's my favorite parade. I yeah. I can I watch the whenever I can get my son to watch the videos on YouTube, I'm watching it with him. So, the sad thing is is that Mickey's Toontown in Disneyland is going to close in 2022 for reimagining, which I'm assuming is going to coincide with them making it look more or fit more in with Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway. Is that what it's called, I think? Yeah, yeah, it's going to open up with that. And, I mean, back there in in the back corner, you know, Toontown, I know a lot of people say, hey, just, you know, demolish it. You know, nobody really goes back there. You know, I mean, it closes early for fireworks. I mean, it's not really open that much. Yep, opens later, you know, then the park closes earlier than the park. The only reason why it's popular back there is because they got Mickey and Minnie and, and, like, Pluto's house back there. So the kids. And Chip and Dale and, um, Lucille's uh ice cream there's some that's yeah, some the good that's some good ice cream yeah uh but i mean you could go meet the the big characters back there instead of okay when are they gonna be on main street are they gonna be here nope i know back there i could go you know stand in line and wait for them but i mean they're closing it down the, the concept art looks fantastic it's gonna have um more i think they said like green area they're gonna have like a big tree in the middle of it yeah um, and still it have. needs to get it needs to get reimagined because it's it opened up what in the 90s yeah i think so either 90s think or the, right in 2000 and that's the only part of the park that really hasn't gotten a paint job or a uplift because for those who don't know the reason why they close it for the fireworks is because that's where the fireworks launch from right behind it and a lot right. of the debris falls in there if you go to epcot you get debris that hits you because it's in the, on the water and it just floats down forever. So they, they kind of protect that. And also it, when you look at the concept art, it does fit in with the new ride a lot better. So I am kind of excited for that part of it, but I will miss, I do love the visitor thing with a population that's constantly turning. And sometimes it's, it's, it's always fun seeing that. And then, for the, I didn't know I hadn't been back there since I was a kid, and I didn't realize they built new things inside of the buildings. Did you know that? What do you mean, built new? Things? So when you go meet Mickey, you walk through a huge queue on the inside, and it has yep. a, a screen that plays Mickey cartoons. Yep. Yeah. Bro, the last time I had been to it, I was a kid, and you just walked onto the porch and took a picture with them. And <laughs> if you wanted to walk oh. through the house, you walked through the house. Yeah, that was more of an afterthought. Yeah, now they got the basically the queue line is is through the uh, is through the house and you go through his different yep. rooms and whatnot. Yeah, no, you go through the rooms and then you go into like a bigger theater room for yep. Mickey at least. And we did that with my son who doesn't really remember. We it, we 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 did it before his first birthday, so you know he doesn't remember any of that. But you know, I want them to keep that because it does keep the kids preoccupied. But I do like the idea of making it more modern making it more cartoony as long as it's not i don't know if you've seen the new mickey cartoons they look like they're drugged out like the lines are very like they're trying to make it look like like ed ed and eddie like they're trying to make it a different cartoon and they did the same thing with the the new ducktales that no longer is on anymore it's it's off again but you know i hope they don't do it too crazy but fingers crossed 
I don't I don't think they will not necessarily in the park because everyone still has that you know older nostalgia look for right. it and I don't think it's necessarily they're gonna do it like how all the characters are I think it's more so just the land in general the land, yeah now so, do, they, do they does it have a timeline for reopening or no uh 2023 okay so I bet which, you anything which I, which I think is coinciding with the ride opening the ride opening yeah that's probably what it is and it's uh it's, it's a perfect time to do it anyway yeah, exactly. Uh, the Jungle Cruise Edition Hungry Hungry Hippos game arrives at Disney Parks, which is always fun. And I did see them, the little safari hats. I like that. Um, right. And then they have colorful murals highlighting streaming movies series coming downtown Disney for Disney Plus Day. And they also had um, the blue carpet out at the entrance for Disney right. Plus yeah. Day, which was pretty well, cool. And that blue carpet, it like took up it wasn't like just a little spot it was the no. whole area in front of the it was turnstiles the whole, it was the whole entrance it went under the tunnels on both sides yeah, exactly that's that's a lot for that but exactly it, it, looked, it looked really nice and then um former amc theater replacement starting in january 22 at downtown disney district it was also includes uh earl sandwich Sugar Boo and Co., Starbucks, they're all closing in January, which makes me think that something else is going in down there. I don't know what it's going to be. Well, it's going to be that's it's going to be a big open like the theater is getting demolished. See you later. It's just going to be a big open area. Uh-huh. They're going to uh-huh. that that downtown Disney stage. Uh-huh. Uh, Probably back by Earl Sandwich. Yeah, where that one is looks, you know, kind of more of a, a portable type stage, which right. it is because they take it down or whatnot. We're back where uh, the theaters were is going to have, I think, more of a, a permanent type stage that okay. looks like it should be there. A bigger uh, open area, which is weird because the weird thing is, is Gorilla Sandwich, very popular. Starbucks, obviously popular. They have two of them in downtown Disney and then one inside both parks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know that Sugar Boo, I think that just opened up not that long ago. So I wonder where, you know, if just for the sake of the square footage, is they're going to take all of those down, but then put them up back in, know, yeah, back in a different area, um, you know, for there. Because I mean, every time, you know, I've, you know, I've never been to Earl of Sandwich, but it's been like slow. Uh, it it so. is pretty slow. I, apparently, my friend who saw it, who lives down there, was like, "Hey, uh, he goes, uh, everyone, make sure to get your um, your turkey sandwich. I guess they have an amazing like turkey dinner sandwich that's yep. got like cranberry and all this kind of stuff on it." Yep. All the um, I I did see it when we went for one of the races, but it wasn't. It was like we went to the race like in one of the April races, so it wasn't like it was that time of year. But I did see people were like, oh, yeah, that thing is delicious. So, right. I mean, all right. All right. P to those. Yeah, it's the reason it's on the menu year round. So I didn't get to delve into this. I looked at the photo that you shared. I couldn't see this, but somebody was climbing the uh, rocks radiator springs. Yep. So it's right there outside of flows, the walkway that goes in between radiator springs racers. And you go under like the rock work archway um, right into the Pacific Wharf area. So they have um, the the rock work and the like cactuses and whatnot right there. Well, it looked like a group of you know 
female teenagers, probably, you know, high school age, junior high, high school age, um, sitting there with their ears on, sipping on their Starbucks. And they, because they have the guardrail there, and it's right. an actual legit guardrail. Right. Um, jumped over that, and they were, it's not like, oh, hey, I jumped over it, and I took my picture in front of the little rock work there. No, she was literally up on top of the rock work, rock work or if she would have fell back behind her would probably would have fallen onto the track. Right. Uh, because it does the loop around right there. Right. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I don't know if they were doing it for, you know, get that good Instagram picture, but it was three of them. And you see people walking by uh, and like people looking like, what, what, what are we doing over here? Um, so, and in that area, don't really see that many cast members over there and if you do it's them walking from one place to the other right so it's not like there's somebody just stationed over there but it's like it, it's just one of those things where it it's older kids should know better and you wonder why you know you can't have good things because people will go over and you know either tag them or you know there's oh hey the guy slipped and fell over the waterfall well, there's two fences he had to climb over. Well, yeah, but, you know. Yeah, there's no butts on that. There's no butts. The so it's like, well, they should be more careful, you know, have more way to get it out. It's like there was a sign there, and there's two fences that you had to go over. So it's just disappointing seeing, you know, things happen like that. And like I said, it looked like that they were girls trying to get a picture for, for Instagram because they had their – you know, cute little ears on, you know, their little uh, outfits with drinking their, you know, probably pumpkin, pumpkin spice lattes or whatnot. So it was Well, just, I do uh, I do know that when it gets extra busy, they usually do have a person that kind of um, lingers right. in that area. They have and they're usually they're they're a cleaning. I'm doing quotation marks. They're cleaning yeah. up debris. When's the last time you've seen garbage on the floor in Disneyland? I know for a fact. I whenever I see something on the floor, I pick it up because I'm like, no, 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 this is Disney. This ain't this ain't uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain. So I make sure I pick it up. So they literally, there's rumors that there's people that are other designations that do other stuff that they clean the park. So right, not good. Yeah, and, exactly. And oh, it's not like dude. it was a picture. I mean, it was a video of them. So yeah, not. Not it's just this sense. Yeah. So this one I didn't even see this one was uh the union split vote on Disneyland Resort's last and final offer. What was their last and final offer? Well, on this one, so like uh, Disneyland uh didn't pass it, but like California Adventure passed it. So it's like, you know, one one park passed it, the other park didn't. But listening to another podcast actually today on my way home from work that they were saying that people got wrong ballots for the parks that they worked in, that they didn't. They told people to leave before they were finished done counting with the ballots, you know, because they could sit there and watch them um, with the union voting. And there was a couple other things that were uh, were going on. So I don't know if how how this is all going to go. Um, because I think they'll probably have to do another vote and then go to, you know, Disney's last and 
and final offer um, to it. So I, I don't know, but it was interesting that um, that, that one part passed it and the other one didn't. So. Yeah, that's usually how it happens, especially something like this, because some people want to be like, well, I'm so loyal to, you know, I'm so loyal to Disney, but I'm also loyal to the people, you know, so that's what you're going to run into is people that are different than that. Um, So good luck to all those in union. Um, And as we mentioned, we mentioned Walt Disney World has stopped sales of most annual passes ahead of the busy holiday season and i assume it's because they don't want people just going there to buy a pass and then go in that day kind of thing because i believe that's the way it used to work when you bought a pass even if it was blocked out that day you could still go in so this might just be a ploy to do that so we're gonna see because we'll find out um and this is what I wanted Tim to tell me about. So there's 31 new details about the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser revealed, including onboard boutique and outfits. And it's also been a lot of people are very, very, very um, disappointed so far with everything included. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go through all 31 of them. I mean, no, no, but like the outfit thingy, what, what was the outfit thingy? I wanted to, I didn't get a chance to read it, but what is that? What do they say? Um, I don't let me, uh, what's this? Holding. Uh, oh, the, the cool thing is, is that the, they'll have more interactive with the data pad on the, like how they were supposed to at the Star Wars Galaxy Edge, uh-huh. Galaxy Edge. You'll have more um, interactive with that on the ship, so that's that's cool that that kind of came back. Um, Someone probably complained, <laughs> right? Or or they spent a lot of money on it and it wasn't going to work, and it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do? We've spent all this on it. Um, oh, that's cool. The sleeping pods are bigger than what than they look. That's always good to know. <laughs> um, if you need some air, the climate simulator has you covered. So that's always nice. Um, oh, here you go. An armbar boutique will help you dress for the occasion from head to toe. So it looks like it's just like a uh, clothing company or whatnot that's there. Um, we're really focused on transformation and role play. Vice president of brand merchandising. No, but do you have to buy it? Oh, this includes Disney Park's first ever official headpieces. Which that oh, makes actually that's head- pretty big because the headpieces are ones that usually you're not allowed to get because that makes you look more like you're official. Yep, exactly. And this one, it's got like the uh, like the uh, Ahsoka one and the um, uh, piece made by yeah. Ahsoka and the Togratuos Montrols. I can't tell what that is. Montrails. So, yes. Yeah. Ahsoka has Montrails. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Um what else? Oh, it's, that's cool. Um uh, you can change your appearance mid trip. Uh 
Well, that's pretty cool. If you want to go yeah. look at it, it's on our Facebook page. Go to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming, and you will find the group page where if you go there, um, and you can see all the 31 details because Tim has right. it on there. And, and like, and like you, you know, kind of said is how are like with Connor over at ConCon's Cantina, you know, is amazing cosplay there if he wears that there is that allowed or is does it have to be something like you have to buy it at the boutique and then wear it there how you know immersive is it going to be or if you got somebody from the bible first that comes in with their um you know giddy up on it and the other thing is is that i saw is so you know how you have the um make sure i don't have it down here um no, I guess I didn't put it in there. How they have the quote-unquote real lightsabers that you know that they showed off and whatnot. Well, on here, you that is only for cast members for the um, Star Wars Galactic Cruisers or uh-huh. you in uh, like Jedi training uh, on the Star Cruiser. You are not; they're not for sale, and you are not uh, a guest cannot buy it and take it home. So I oh, know. Wow. People were very mad at that. It's like, hold on, I'm going to pay how much? And when they, you know, first came out with the lightsabers, like, oh, if that's going to be on it, we get that because we're paying thousands of dollars. Oh, that's going to be awesome. They said, no, 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 no. You'll get to play with it, but you got to give it back when when you're done with it. That's so crazy. That's, yeah, people are a little upset about that. It's like, then, then why even show it to us? Why show exactly. it? Exactly. Not going to be able to do anything or have a disclaimer uh, saying, well, Hey, these you'll you'll get to play with them, but sorry, you won't be able. They're not for sale at this time. So I know people are upset at that. Boo! Right? That's yeah, messed up. Um, next, I'm excited for this. Now I might have to go somewhere next year to Epcot because Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind will open summer of 2022. At Epcot and, and it's at Epcot, they actually rumor is is there's more people in it than they have said before. So we're gonna we're gonna see the truth behind that eventually. Um, more Walt Disney World AR lenses launch via Genie Plus and Snapchat. I haven't seen them. Don't care because Genie Plus sucks. They're obviously pushing that hard. Um, right. Disney World restaurants will not be decorated for Christmas again this year as COVID changes becomes budget the COVID change becomes budget cut which i'm fine with they don't need all that crazy stuff Just, but it stinks though because if you're walking down you know main street get all this oh disney i mean uh christmas 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 oh let's go to the restaurant it's like oh nope sorry nothing but i mean yeah i kind of just uh you know you get the, the flow kind of stops so yeah maybe uh, wow guests are now able to per- make charge purchases to hotel room using disney magic mobile that's awesome i like that that's but that feels kind of um that feels kind of vegas-esque or cruise ship-esque so we'll see what happens with that but this next one i would maybe be want to do this that because iron chef masharu Muramoto is hosting a five thousand dollar five thousand and fifty five dollar per person dinner Featuring a rare Japanese whiskey at Morimoto Asia in Disney Springs. That would be so much fun. It, it, he better be there. 
oh, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's it's him doing it, and um, you know, with whiskey. I mean, the Japanese ones are the most um, expensive ones, the rarest ones, most expensive ones as well. So um, it, it's crazy. So basically, the price point is due to the rarity of the whiskey. It's not like oh, hey, the $1,000 burger, it's like, it's a burger. Oh, yeah, well, it's got, you know, edible 24-karat gold. It's like, okay, right, well, right. It's, it's a $20 burger, or let's just say a $50 burger, but you got $700 worth of edible gold on it. I, I don't care. I guess you could say you you could say that you pooped out, you know, gold. edible gold. I pooped um, gold. Yeah, your turf <laughs> worth, you know, $1,000. Start calling Tim the my magical goose, my golden right. goose. Exactly. But on this one, it's because of the, you know, the rarity of the whiskey. And I'm sure they're going to have, you know, sushi or, or something to, to complement it as well. But I mean, those whiskeys get very pricey. Well, as anybody knows, if you go to Vegas or any high end steakhouse or restaurant, especially in the touristy area, you know, you got the wall of liquor. And at the very top, you have, you know, usually they're in. It almost looks like a tabernacle type deal. It's like, ooh, what's that? Uh, oh, that one, that's, uh, you know, $300. Oh, really? For the bottle? No, for the shot. It's like, oh, okay. Yep. It's yeah. high quality. People don't realize you have one, one high quality alcohol one time. Like, I went to a place where it was a comedy club and it was a minimum. You had to get two drinks. So I was like, well, what do you got for tequila? And they're like, we got a Patron Platinum. I'm like, all right, how much is that? And they're like, well, it's it's uh, $20 a shot or something like that. And I was like, what? Well, tickets, give me it. And I got it, and it was like, wow, it's the smoothest tequila I've ever had in my life. So right. that's what it's supposed to be. The exactly. more the more in there, it's supposed to, it, the more expensive it's supposed to be smoother. Right, it, exactly. It's either, it, it's, it's one of two things. It's like you said, it's been aged for a long time. So it just has, like you said, smooth the roundness. Uh, you know, it's, it's really rounded out and whatnot. Or that that particular distillery where that was made at is no longer in existence. And that right. was, you know, one of the last batches that that was made there. And those things, I got a, you know, a bottle of a, uh, distillery from crown royal that uh, it burned down and it you know the bottle was a couple hundred dollars you know just before because it was um low qual i mean not low quality um low quantity high quality stuff Mm -hmm. burned down i mean now that bottle is i haven't looked at it recently but the last time i looked at it it was almost you know it was eight nine hundred bucks just because you can't get that i mean people are selling the bag because it's a specific colored bag bag empty the the bag the box the an empty bottle for a couple hundred bucks like really i want the stuff that's in it so it's crazy look it's quick so there you go maybe um if you're nice maybe santa um i'll donate the 55 dollars so if you want to buy there, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, the Walt Disney World cast members opened up a 25-year-old time capsule for the 50th anniversary. That doesn't make sense. Why would you? I don't get that, man. Okay. okay. Me and you were on the same page on that one. I'm like, 
secret. Why I would open up a 50-year capsule yes. for the 50th anniversary, not a 25-year-old capsule, because that's just that's was it uh, 95 or 96, 97, depending. So right, yeah, I mean it is old, but it's not like oh my gosh. Now, if it was 50 years ago, you know, that'd be cool. You know, if they buried a couple ones, okay, open this one at, you know, let's say you bury four of them or, uh, yeah, three or four of them. This one at 25, 50, 75, 100. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, but, yeah, or, yeah, very different ones at different times. And yeah, it's, um, it's one of the, yeah, man, I... Okay, I guess it's making a big deal about it, but whatever. I mean, oh look, I mean, it's, it's got it's got stuff that we still can find online on eBay. Right, exactly. I mean, it is cool because you could definitely tell it was from the '90s, the stuff that was in there. But right, you know, that was about about it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys all for listening. Uh, greatly appreciate it. I know Tim's got some stuff he needs to go take care of because he's a daddy now, so he's got to be busy. But uh, I want to thank everyone coming through. Thank everyone for listening. Mr. J, everyone down south, uh, Justin, Connor from ConCon's Cantina. Thank you guys all for listening and everyone else out there in podcast land. Make sure you uh, like, subscribe, check out all the stuff we have on Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOCastGaming. And for the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>